Uh, hello. Welcome back to Bare Naked Soul. I'm Leah Party, your host and your pregnant host now. <laughs> My big announcement is live. As of yesterday, I shared it on social media. I was so excited to finally share my news with you guys and also be able to talk about what's actually going on in my life. It's been really weird the past, you know, I've known I was pregnant now for, I don't know, like two months or so. And I've had to not share that with you guys. And it's been so crazy. So this episode, you know, we're going to talk about pregnancy, obviously. We're going to talk about this experience, how I changed my mind on wanting kids, because that was like a huge plot twist in my life, and some different mindset shifts I've made along the way, um, some kind of deep, vulnerable, real stuff. I think you'll find value in this regardless of whether or not you have any interest in pregnancy, uh, but it's valuable for any stage in life, the things we're going to touch on. So yeah, let's dive right in. So I'm 12 weeks pregnant. My baby, according to the app that I'm using to track my pregnancy, is the size of a ripe apricot, which if you Google the size, who the fuck knows how big that is? Like nobody. But if you Google how big that is, it's like pretty big. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. <sighs> okay. So let's talk about this because it's such a big plot twist. I don't think I shared this much in my teachings and my things on my podcast, because I always was kind of like, well, I might change my mind, right? Um, but I did not want kids. And I was pretty adamant about that for like most of my 20s. The only time I remember feeling like, oh, I kind of do want kids is shortly after I got married, um, when some of my friends were having kids and they didn't work. And I remember being like, and I was working in corporate at the time, I was working like 12 hour days. Like I was gone 12 hours. I was so stressed out with my job and it was just a lot of pressure. And I remember watching my friends, these kids and thinking like, damn, guess I'll never do that for real because I'm gone 12 hours a day and I come home and I have to answer phone calls from my boss. And like, I may have fired someone that day and how the fuck could I possibly, why would I want to have a kid on top of that? Just being super fucking honest. Um, and, and so that was like, that was around the time when I was starting to start my blog, I was diving into mindset, manifestation, spirituality. I was like starting to journal and meditate and I was starting my blog and I, um, found life coaching and decided to pursue that path and, and enroll in school to become a certified life coach. And part of the reason was, oh, I could actually have like a flexible job online and then I could probably handle having kids. Like that would be so nice compared to like being gone 12 hours a day. Like, I think I could do that. And so that was a part of the motivation for becoming a life coach actually. But then, and that like thought was so fleeting because as soon as I started, that's when I went full into my business. When I was like in life coaching school, really started like working hard on my blog, then started my podcast. I was all the fuck in on top of working. So I was obviously incredibly busy at that time. And any thoughts of having kids were just out the window. I mean, I was working around the clock. I would wake up early every Saturday morning and put in a work day, like working on my business, same on Sunday, like working constantly to build a business on top of a full-time job. So that those thoughts just like disappeared. 
And for years, like after that, I, yeah, I just didn't really think about kids. I, I was really adamant that I didn't want them. And there were a lot of reasons. And my husband and I kind of started to like create these stories and, and this narrative and validate each other with us not wanting kids. Um, there are a lot of reasons. One big one, if I'm being super honest, was my body. And still, like, this is still something that I'm learning to cope with. But, you know, ever since I was like 13, like I've had a killer body. Like I just had huge tits when I was like in middle school and a big butt. And that got me so much attention and validation. Um, that was like what I was known for. Pe that's what people talked about. That's what people validated me for. I thought that was what I had going for me in life. So it really created this, um, this addiction to like that attention in a way. And, and this feeling of my body's so important because that's what people like about me. And there's really nothing else. I'm not smart. I'm not pretty. I'm not, um, you know, I'm, there's nothing else about me. Like I didn't think I had any sort of positive personality traits, just very insecure except for that. And so I was like, I guess I'll be like a playboy bunny. I guess I'll be, I'll like work at Hooters. Like this was my ambition as like a 16 year old for life. Okay. <laughs> um, and I became, I wouldn't say I ever had an eating disorder, but I was very specific with how I would eat, when I would eat. And then I, I would go through plenty of seasons where I ate lots of junk food too, but I always worked out. Um, there was maybe like one year of college where I wasn't working out. I'm talking since I was like 13 years old till now, like always just put my body at like a super high importance. And so the idea of my body changing with having kids, like really freaked me out to the point where it didn't seem worth it. And that's so crazy to me, to me now, because it's like, my body isn't that important and my body isn't really going to change. Like, yeah, my boobs might not always be this perky. Sure. That's possible. Um, <laughs> and yeah, my body could change in all sorts of ways, but it's still going to be my body. Like it's still going to function. I'm still going to have my brain and my heart and my lungs working properly. I'm still going to be able to do everything I need to do. <laughs> so, but that was something that was really just, I couldn't even imagine the thought of my body changing. So that was a big one. And then just like the fears of like, what if something is quote wrong with my kid? Now that's another thing where I see things so differently. Now I don't really think things are wrong with kids. I think kids can be different. There's variations of normal. There's kids that might have different abilities, but I don't think things are wrong with anyone. Um, so it's been just a lot of like shifts with that type of thing. But then I had this whole victim story. This is what I noticed, okay? I, I, would, I would notice myself talking so down about having kids, almost like it was triggering to me. And I would feel this like victiminess inside of me around it. Like, oh, well, my mom lives super far away. So like, like all my friends that had kids, um, their mom lived close. And I didn't have many friends with kids, but like their parents lived close and they always had free babysitters and babysitters they could trust. And it was always like an easy thing for them. And I was like, I'm not going to have that. And just like so many different stories, so many different stories about, you know, different, different reasons why I wouldn't want kids. And I was like very triggered around it. And so one day this October, like last October, 2022, I was at my co-working day with my friends and we were talking about kids or babies or whatever. And I was like, oh, like, 
yeah, I, I would maybe want them, but like, I can't afford it. And as soon as those words left my mouth, I, I was like, wait a minute, what? Like, that's not true. Like, so what, so what's going on here? Because clearly something is off. So I went home that day and I started journaling around it. Like, where did this story come from that I couldn't afford kids? Where did this story, like, why do I have all these stories around this in a, in a way that it's like triggering to me? It's not that I'm just not interested. It's that there's something, it's rubbing up against something inside of me, right? Something felt off. So I was journaling and journaling and journaling, journaling about all my fears and whatever. And what I came to the realization was that there was a, a deep desire to have kids and I had been really suppressing it. And I had also been like, I looking back, like I did have baby fever, you know, I would be around my friends with like little, little babies and toddlers. And I'd be like, Oh, they're so cute. And whatever, like see a baby somewhere. And, and you're like, Oh, but like, I would immediately shut it down in my mind. Be like, Nope, not for me. You know, I want to be able to travel the world. I want to be able to just always be independent. What if, what if like I had a, a kid and then my husband left me or died? You know what I mean? Like just, there, you could think of a million reasons not to have kids. But, um, but when I realized that the desire was there, I said, oh, there's a desire there. And what is my number one? Well, I have like two biggest values for my life. One is living in integrity and the other is following desire over fear. Those are my values that I stand by. I'm going to follow my desires always, always. That is my rule. Like I'm going to do that. And so it was like, it was like, a, it was like a veil was lifted. It was like these glasses that I was seeing life through that were creating my perspective around kids just were gone that day, just gone. And I instantly decided I wanted kids. And so I, and I had always had a feeling that like, if my husband or I changed our mind and decided we wanted kids, I always had a feeling that the other one would get on board pretty quickly. I don't know. I just always kind of knew that like if one of us wanted kids, the other would agree. And so he came home from work and I told him I wanted a baby and he was like, yeah, like, you know, we probably should kind of like, you know, yeah, like based on our ages and the ages of our parents and things like that, like whatever, it does seem like a good idea if we do want to do that. Like, um, yeah, but of course he had a lot of the same fears as I had because we had just been like validating each other's, um, perspectives and everything over the years. So it was, it was really interesting. So literally my my whole perspective changed overnight and I decided I wanted to be a mom and I went off birth control like two days later. This was the end of October. I had been on birth control for 10 years at least. And so wanted to cleanse my body because luckily I had I have been um blessed with learning some things about pregnancy just through like the internet and podcasts and stuff like that, just from people like influencers that I've followed, not necessarily like looking to seek it out, but I've just, um, yeah, I've just heard people's stories. And so I had this come to this understanding that like, it's a good idea to cleanse your body for a few months before kids, especially when you have some like birth control lingering in there. Um, so I, yeah, I just started like doing a cleanse. I stopped drinking alcohol. I, um, like cut out caffeine and just started eating super, super clean, exercising like more intentionally. Um, yeah. And I was recommended the book, uh, real food for pregnancy 
by a friend by Lily Nichols. She's the author of Real Food for Pregnancy. And this book is incredible. Um, it's just so, so, so wild. Look her up on Instagram too. Like go listen to some podcasts that she's been interviewed on. Uh, if you have any interest in having a kid in the next year or so, even two years, like the way you prepare your body before conception is really, really, really important. And you can store a lot of nutrients that are so vital. Um, so anyway, so I started switching to this diet that she recommends, which is like low carb, high fat, high protein, really high in like animal products. And, um, I, instantly started feeling really, really good, which was funny because I was weaning myself off of caffeine. Normally when I've done that in the past, I feel like shit. <laughs> so I, my energy was just on point, like that way of eating real food, natural food, um, not a lot of processed stuff, just really intentional with nutri- with like nutrient dense foods. It gives me so much energy. Like I felt amazing. So we didn't start trying right away. For one, I wanted to cleanse my body. I also like didn't want to wait very long to start trying because of course it can take time to conceive, right? Um, That wasn't my experience, but I knew that that was a possibility. So I didn't want to wait, but I also like wanted to cleanse my body, but my husband wasn't quite quite ready um, to start trying. (laughs) He was much more hesitant than I was and you know, he kind of felt like if it happens, it happens. Like now you're off birth control. We'll kind of see what happens. I don't know how much detail to give here because this is <laughs> Alex is much more private than I am. He's he's not someone who likes to share a whole lot of things. He's not someone who shares anything on on you know social media at all. And I'm like obviously an open book with the way I live my life. So we have different ideas of of sharing things. So I don't want to like expose too much of um, his personal things that happened, but we didn't really start trying right away, but I got pregnant within two months, (laughs) which was a shock to both of us. So from there, okay. So from there I had, it was like a few days before my period was going to come. And I had this super intuitive feeling that I was pregnant. Like I just knew. And I even sat down in meditation and I asked God for a sign. I'm like, God, am I pregnant? Like, I can't take this test yet. Like, you know, it's, I got to wait like another day or two to take this test. And I'm like dying to know. And I immediately felt like an internal, like, fuck yes. Like this feeling in my belly, um, which was wild. And so I really, really, really believed I was pregnant, even though we really weren't having many um, experiences of trying. (laughs) put it that way but so then the next morning I took the test it was a Monday morning and I was in literal shock when it said positive it's really it's really interesting how it works because I really really wanted to be pregnant I was really 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 wanted to be pregnant but when I saw the positive test and I took two different tests from two different brands I was in literal shock like literal fight flight or freeze mode I was in freeze mode like my body was in visceral shock. And that was like a crazy feeling. So I, you know, I would have liked to wait and tell my husband in some cutesy way, but he was about to leave for work and I was, I needed him. I was crying. I was in shock. And so I told him and he was then also in shock, (laughs) very much so. So it was, it was really, it was a a challenging couple of days. Um, But 
I started getting really excited after a few hours. I talked to my best friend Frankie on the phone. I started feeling better. And then I was like, okay, yes, I'm excited. Like the initial shock kind of wore off. And um, it was really interesting then because if you're on a conception journey, it can really, really feel like, okay, I just can't wait till I'm pregnant. Once I'm pregnant, then I'll be so happy. And you're just waiting for that moment of being pregnant. But then you realize, and like, this is just something that I feel like no one talks about. You get pregnant and then you're like, but wait, uh, no, I have to wait seven or eight weeks to find out if I'm actually having this baby. Because obviously miscarriages, they're very common in the first week or two. And it, you know, goes down in percentage chance every week, but that chance is there. And, um, for a lot of people, that's like really scary. I think most people probably have some level of worrying about it. You know, you're not going to tell everyone, you know, right away. Um, I told people that I was seeing in real life, like in person, I don't think I could have hit it if I tried for many reasons, especially when I started having symptoms. Um, but obviously I wasn't going to share it online right away. And I was very selective with who I told. Um, and yeah, I was worried about a miscarriage. It was for the first week or so, it was really hard to get that fear out of my mind. And I had to make a decision, you know, because you can always go the route of, I'll wait to be excited until I know this is for real. So I'm not disappointed if something happens. But I was reading, I think I was reading a blog post on Pinterest. And this girl said, I think she said like her sister shared this perspective with her that she believed that her baby deserved to be celebrated right away. And that kind of, I, I forget exactly what she said, but it made me think, you know what, that's what I want. I want to celebrate this right now. And I'm going to have a healthy level of surrender because I acknowledge that nature does sometimes take its course. And I created this mindset of if that would happen, that is nature protecting me. That is nature doing its thing. That's part of life. That's a natural occurrence that is part of life. So I created this kind of total acceptance around it, seeing it in a very spiritual way, in a very natural way. But also like, I'm going to celebrate this baby right now. So I didn't wait to like get my hopes up. No, my hopes were up with, with a dose of surrender. Like, yes, I know that nature can take its course, but right now I'm going to be excited. So that was really helpful for me. I just decided I was not going to be caught up in worrying about this. Now, there were certain things I wasn't going to do um, right away, but I also wasn't going to be consumed with fear and doubt and anxiety around something that may or may not happen, right? That felt really good to me. So yeah, um, then, so that was like the first kind of big mindset shift that I had to make. Then the next big mindset shift happened because around maybe like a week or so later, then my symptoms really started to hit in. Um, nausea and food aversions. I like hated food for a couple weeks, wanted nothing to do with food, nothing. <laughs> Major fatigue. I was dragging ass, you guys, so fucking tired. And like, these are things that can occur, right? I of course knew there would be symptoms, but I was honestly, I was miserable and I did not want that. I didn't want that. I told myself this was going to be 
um, a positive, beautiful experience. And I was going to surrender to the parts of it that aren't always so glamorous. And I was going to accept them. So one day I woke up and I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm done feeling like shit. I'm done feeling sorry for myself because there was like, it was hard for me. Like I would go through a day where I was just like, like just constantly thinking about my symptoms, constantly thinking about how shitty I felt. And that was like consuming my mind. And so I decided one morning, nope, we're done. We're done. We're done. So I started leaning into my symptoms. Like when a nausea would come up, I'd say, okay, you're here. It's okay that you're here. This is part of the journey. I accept you. And I did the same with everything else. And that day, I mean, I did a total 180. I started feeling so much better. And like the symptoms were still there, very much so. Um, it's not that the symptoms really changed that much. It's that I stopped entertaining thoughts about it all day long. Like I just said, no, I'm not going to entertain these thoughts all day long. I'm going to enjoy this part of the journey. And I really committed to that. And I would stop myself in my tracks about was like, can, you know, having the negative thoughts. And I started feeling so, so, so much better, so much better. So that was like the second big mindset shift. <laughs> and a thing that really helped me too was every single day I would wake up, oh my God, I'm still pregnant. Oh my God, I'm so grateful to still be pregnant because I wanted this, I wanted this baby to grow and, and, you know, and live. So every day that I was still pregnant, I was like, so filled with gratitude. And that was a big narrative that I then started to like build into my mind. Like I'm still pregnant. Like if I would have nausea come up or if I was feeling really tired, it's like, this is good. This means I'm still pregnant. Like this is part of the journey that I wanted that I accept and I choose. I'm still pregnant. Yes, 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 yes. So that also like helped me feel so much better through like the symptoms. So then I felt like, cool, I can handle this. I got this. But then around week seven, <laughs> my, I like hated food, right? And I had no appetite for the first few weeks. Then at week seven, my appetite just overnight blew up and I was hungry every two hours. And I'm still um, at 12 weeks hungry every two hours. Like I'm ferociously hungry all the time, all day long I'm eating. <laughs> And I, and a lot of people don't experience this in their first trimester. Like a lot of people I've spoken to didn't feel like this until like the end of pregnancy. So I'm like, okay, all right, I'm going to eat all fucking day long. I'm going to eat all these carbs because like, it's, you know, that's what I want right now. And I've tried to force myself to eat healthier stuff and it does not go well. So I have, so I, I had already had to decide like, it's okay for me to eat not as healthy right now. Like I had to forgive myself and lean back and say, it's okay. I got to eat what I can, you know? Um, and so then when I started being hungry over two hours, now I'm eating junk food all day long and my body image stuff started to come back up. Things I thought I was over. Like, I didn't think I still had any body image issues, but that started to consume my mind. My body's changing. My boobs feel like heavier and I can just, like, I think part of it with my imagination, feeling like different parts of my body were growing. Um, but just, I think it was just like the fear. Like when you grew up your whole life being so concerned with food portions and how often I'm eating and what I'm eating, then to be eating every two hours and you're eating like mostly fucking like bagels and stuff, like 
my my like fear was like ding 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 like this is dangerous this is bad you're gonna gain weight like whatever so that was like a whole nother mindset shift to work through like I I accept that my body is gonna change I accept that I had to really sink into that and be okay with it and start enjoying the experience and the pleasure of eating again so then I moved through that And that's with the last mindset shift that I've made to this point (laughs) with the whole thing. So here we are. I'm still eating every two hours, although the food aversions are going away. I'm able to eat a lot of normal foods. I'm still eating a lot more carbs and a lot more processed food than I would prefer, but I'm allowing myself to enjoy it. I'm allowing myself to understand this as part of the journey and be okay with it. Um, and I'm, I've accepted things with my body and I'm leaning into it and I'm excited to see what happens and all of that. So that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. One last thing I wanted to touch on, cause I wanted to answer some questions on, on Instagram yesterday. I did a, I did like a voting box on my story where I said, like, ask me questions about my pregnancy. Um, and I wanted to answer some of those on here and I answered some of them, but Um, and by the way, if you're not following me on Instagram, you're going to want to, because I'm going to obviously be sharing the, the nitty gritty of the journey over there. Um, some really beautiful things about this journey, my bump pictures, you can go and see my 12 week little tiny bump on my Instagram page. I'm at it's Leah party. So if you want to follow along the journey, definitely stay tuned over there. But um, the last question I wanted to answer, I got a question of what hospital I'm birthing at. And I'm actually not doing a hospital birth. I'm doing a birthing center. So this is something where I have to I have to touch on this. So my um, one of my good friends, Vicki McWilliams, she is a doula. And she's, she's part of my co-working group. So every Wednesday, um, she's in my group where we co-work and we have beautiful conversations. And she's very, very, very passionate about birth and pregnancy and motherhood and all these things. And um, she's shared so many perspectives with me that have really shifted my ideas and beliefs of what birth would be like. And that's been a big part too of like my mindset changing around around desiring kids for sure. Because like all summer, like I heard her just passionately talking about all these things. And I thought, wow, like there's it's just, it's just so interesting. Go to her, um, I'll tag her Instagram page in the show notes. So you can check her out because she shares a lot of it on her page, but yeah, just really interesting stuff. And, um, I'm not going to dive into like all the pros and cons of like hospital versus home birth versus birthing center, whatever. Cause that's like such a whole thing. Um, but for me, I chose a birthing center and it is in Pittsburgh and I'm obsessed with it. I go there for my appointments and it's just amazing. They're, they're very into informed consent. Um, I'm not vaccinated and they're not like pushing me to do the vaccines. Um, and yeah, you're just allowed to make more of your own choices there than you are in a hospital setting. And there's like so many other benefits as well. I'll be doing a natural birth. I'll be like in a tub, a jacuzzi tub, doing my thing. Um, yeah, so I'm really, really, really excited about that. I cannot wait to see what that experience is going to be like. I currently have no fear around birth which I, I never really did. Like I always thought like, why are people so afraid of giving birth? Every freaking woman on the planet pretty much has given birth for all of time. And people always choose to do it again and again and again. So like, how bad could it be? It's always kind of been my mindset. Like it's the most natural thing that could ever occur is 
us repopulating the planet. So why would we be afraid of that? That's just always kind of in my mindset. And I still feel that way very much. So we'll see if that see if that changes at all. We'll see what happens as I get closer to my due date, which is September 22nd, by the way. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for the birthing center. And I think that's basically all I wanted to share with you guys today. I will obviously keep you updated on here on the podcast and over on Instagram. Um, and thank you to everyone who gave me just the kindest words of encouragement and congratulations um, when I announced this on social media yesterday. So I love you guys so, so much. I'm over the moon excited to share this incredible journey with you guys. Um, I love it. And I'm, yeah, I'm really excited to, to share this with you guys. So, okay. I will see you next week.